Hello and welcome to another InventRight TV show. My name is Andrew Krauss. I'm one of the co-founders here at InventRight. We got a very special one for you today. We have one of our coaches on, Courtney Laskowitz, and her student, Angel Jordan. Welcome. Welcome, Angel. Welcome, Courtney. And so Angel is one of uh, Courtney's students, and he just recently has got into a licensing deal where he's got some interest, not closed yet, but he's got some interest, so that's really cool. But the reason why I asked them to come on is I want to kind of be the moderator here and I want them to talk a little bit about um, what it's like to be an InventRight student, what it's like to go through the coaching, some of the problems that, that they had, that they overcame um, together. And so, Angel, um, let's start off with uh, where you were. What was your mindset before? you came to InventRight. I'm assuming it's different now in a bunch of areas, but I don't want to make that assumption. What was your mindset before? Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty different. Um, so before coming to InventRight, I read Stephen Key's book, One Simple Idea, and I was like so set on like trying to license something on my own. And uh, I went and tried it with a, a device I had, you know, and um, it did not work. <laughs> and so I learned really quickly that there has to be something more to this. And that's why I saw InventRight. I mean, you guys obviously know what you're doing. Courtney has licensed many products and um, I wanted to learn how to do this. Well, now what, what didn't work? What were you struggling with? What didn't work? Uh, yeah, so um, for example, like trying to follow PPA, I wasn't really sure how to do it. And I did my best on it. I wrote a description on the, the invention I had. And it, after joining InventRight, I realized it was it was poorly written. You know, I did try my best at the time, but it, it was not good. Um, and as well, like contacting companies, um, I was not that good at it. There's different ways to contact different types of companies. And you guys have really helped me with that. So what what how did Courtney help you up your game and um, with the PPA? What what is it that she or Courtney? What is it that you told um, Angel? What yeah, did you tell them to do? So we talked a lot about variations. Uh, we spent a lot of time and how much we can uh, protect the various things uh, for his product, whether it was something that would be in the product or could be in the product. We spent a fair amount of time uh, talking about those workarounds, uh, a little bit of the language as well, um, and then, of course, how to, how to file it. Uh, and I'd have to say that Angel uh, did it uh, – pretty quickly uh, and I was actually impressed that we were able to go through it where he took in the information, stayed humble, asked a lot of really, really good questions I could give business advice on and uh, we flew through it pretty quickly and I'm let, very me, proud of him for doing that. Let me ask you that because some students, they really struggle, maybe even fight their coach a little bit on certain things and then later they're rocking it. And then, <laughs> But you said Angel is a pretty good student. So Tell me what made him a good student. What was his mindset that made him a good student? Because I think that's something we could learn here. Um, yes, definitely. I would say the number one thing is he listens. He asks questions and he listens. He's very humble in the process. He's here to learn. He's taken the process. So he's he's listening. He's asking questions. And one of my favorite things uh, that I love for all students to do is to come with an agenda, to come to the meeting and say, all right, I've got five questions. I want to be able to get answers to these questions. We can go into other things as well through the call, but he comes prepared. He's in it to win it. And that makes a really big difference when it comes to like the coaching student relationship. I think that's great. But, you know, I always tell people that 
when you have an event right coach, you know, you don't have to have an endless list of questions because they're there to look at your product and then point you in the right direction. Then you might have questions based on the direction they give you. But um, but we are here to answer any questions somebody comes up with. It just sounds like he's prepared. You gave him a direction. Then he raised some questions for him. And then he asked those questions. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, he's here for the expert advice. So as we went through the steps, one through eight, kept going, we're going to pitching. Uh, he asked those questions within those steps. And so we were able to take the time to get to that advanced information quickly because he was humble, because he was willing to learn. And that makes all the difference. Mm -hmm. Well, so let me ask you this. So what what are how do some other students react? Are they are they a little are they a little protective? Like they don't want to do anything wrong, they don't want to make any changes, things like that. How do other students act sometimes? Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's interesting to get into this discussion because we get a, a, a wide array of people in different positions. Uh, and so, uh, yes, I, I would say uh, not being humble or thinking they know the answer and not even choosing to ask the question uh, can lead to a lot of assumptions and a lot of harder conversations, especially when we get to pitching, because the companies now are going to be giving that feedback instead of us solving it at the beginning. Uh, for example, uh, some of uh, Angel's concepts at the very beginning were very complex electronic-wise. Mm. And so we could uh, stop right at the beginning, especially for learning the process, picking something that's a little bit simpler to learn something completely new and save those more complex products later. Once he understands it a little bit more, it makes for a much smoother process and companies can look at that and if they ask about the electronic components, Angel actually can answer those questions compared to get into the nitty gritty of something that he doesn't know how it works or yeah, right. how to move forward with it. A Angel, did you go over a couple products with um, Courtney before you picked one? Where Some of our students are like, no, I'm working on this product. And other students come in, hey, I'll work on any of these five. How, what was the case for you? For me, I wanted to pick a winner. So I had a list of ideas that her and I talked about, and I had it in my mindset, this is what I want to do. I want to go down the inventor route. And uh, I did not have a single idea I was too attached to. Oh. And I just talked to her, and she let me know which one was the best one. And I took a leap of faith, and I said, okay, if this is the best one that you think will uh, license, um, then we're going to go down that route, and then we're going to give it 110% and, and pursue it. Now, and, and that's what we did. She didn't use a magical ball. She probably asked you a bunch of questions. Well, can you provide me with this and this and this information? Then we're going to decide together. Ultimately, it's your decision, of course. But mm -hmm. did she did she give you some homework in order to figure that out? Yeah. So essentially what, what I remember from uh, when we talked about is that we don't want to make the idea too complex, right? We want it simple so it's easy to manufacture and electronics are not going to be too hard. Um, something that can be easily manufactured and have it be something similar to something already on the market. And and one of the ideas I had fit that description. And so that was one of the main things that uh that led me to decide on the current product that I'm pursuing. That's good. And you're probably gonna work on some of these others, but she helped you pick a nice simple first one and you were up mm -hmm. to that. Exactly. Good. Yeah. So after this one gets uh gets done. Um, I'll start, uh, I'll start working on the next one and hopefully we'll get another hit. So now, Courtney, we'll that's not happens. always the case. Sometimes people are really into one particular product and 
it needs to get to be tweaked and changed. And it sounds like you still did that with, with Angel. You, know, you still did, you make some tweaks and changes. Um, how often does somebody come to you with a product, a new student, and it's like, oh, that's just perfect the way it is. And they don't make any changes whatsoever to the marketing, to the product, to any of it. Probably pretty uncommon, I would think. <laughs> you know, I, I would say maybe a little bit more uh, often uh, than we would hope for people to be uh, maybe not humble, maybe a little bit of an uh, ego um, wanting to learn the process and, and go through it. But there's so many myths and preconceived notions of inventing and, and patenting and prototyping as a whole. When you come in here, it, it's, it's kind of shocking. Even when I went through the process as a student, I was surprised uh, that the steps are a certain way. Patenting is way towards the end there. You don't necessarily need even, you know, a non-provisional. Very surprising. So I feel like there's a little bit of shock when students come in and it is a, a little confusing at first of like, wait, really? Like, wait, I'm, I'm going to trust you. Wait, you're my coach. And it's, it's a little bit of a, a, a complex a, a so, situation. It sounds there. like maybe from when you, back in the day when you were a student and Angel being a new student, maybe he did even better than you did um, initially out of the gate. Maybe I'm just, I'm just playing. <laughs> okay. Games maybe here. a little bit. I, I, little I definitely bit. would have to say that. Absolutely. Angel is in it. He is really a serial inventor. So being able to take this kind of advice right off the bat shows where his passion is, shows his long-term goals. And that's what's so great about licensing is you want to be able to work on lots of different concepts. You want to be able to start with something simple, move forward with it, and then see what kind of input and feedback you get, and then be able to do it again and again. And having that right mindset is incredibly important. And Angel had it off the bat, even though we went through a bunch of different concepts. We talked about lots of different ideas. We spent a couple weeks just talking about which one to move forward with. And if you have that mindset, then you have a much higher chance of moving towards pitching and getting deals in the future by having that. And we don't do that with all our students. A lot of them are like, nope, this is the product and, and we sure. Make, make sure it's the best product. And so for those of you listening, don't feel like you need to have five ideas. One idea is enough, but you have to have the desire like Angel to work on more because why would you learn this whole process and then not apply it to their products? That doesn't make any sense. And that's what I hear you saying about Angel is that he he was open minded. He was um, he's willing to change. And that comes in handy later in the process too. like company makes a suggestion. You're like, hmm, let me see if I can figure that out rather than that's not my idea. I'm, I'm pissed. You know, they're trying to change it. You know, so that flexibility, would you say that's going to help him tremendously in the process? Oh, it's everything because what we're licensing is not a product. It's a concept. So when you're pitching this concept to a company and they say, love it, but we want to cut it in half, we want to change the color, we want to curve the design, how about that? And if you're here as a serial inventor, you will say, absolutely, that sounds great. Like this is one product of many concepts that you will keep you know, going through the process with. So being flexible and open to those things, there's a good chance a company will change a concept almost no matter what you present to them. And of course, they're spending a ton of money in your product as well, bringing it to market. So allowing them that flexibility to have that product and that company be successful with your invention is definitely key to uh, you know, developing a great relationship and getting yeah. a deal with them. Angel, when you were... Uh, 
it sounded like, because we talked a little bit before, you weren't hesitant to reach out. Some inventors are. Um, tell us about the outreach. Was there anything you struggled with or anything that Courtney kind of helped get you back on track with when you started reaching out? No, it was fairly simple, uh, straightforward. I reached out. Uh, you guys got back to me uh, pretty pretty quickly. I think it was like right after New Year's, so I was really surprised you guys were just like. No, no, I'm, I'm talking about when you started reaching out to companies. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you started <laughs> reaching out to companies to license it, you're like, hey, it was a piece of cake. Everybody's like, huh, why is he making it? Why is he saying that? No, but um, no, when you started reaching out to companies, what I meant. Okay. Um, so let me just give you like the, the big idea overall. Um, it was tough. I got stopped at the gatekeepers quite often and it was really quite um, discouraging. But I know from the book, from Stephen Key's book, it was that's going to happen. And Courtney told me that as well. This is going to happen. And as soon as I kept getting blocked, blocked and blocked, she gave me some like more advanced techniques and then I just got in. And so that was an amazing feeling. And now you're now you got some interest from a company. It may go through. It may not. We don't know. But congratulations. Thank you. Thank getting you. interest. That's pretty cool. Um, and we can't talk about what the product is, but I think it's the hotel restaurant supply type product. Is it? Restaurant yes. Supply? Yes, it is. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That, during COVID, obviously, that was probably pretty hurting, but it's all it's all back now. So that's all good. Mm -hmm. um, so that's cool. Courtney, uh, what kind of things did you say to Angel to get him over the, you know, being discouraged about um, having a little harder time getting in? And is that common? Oh, is that common? Holy cow, that is the most common thing and incredibly frustrating. Of course, us as coaches are deeply in the game as well. And so just immediately hearing that from Angel, it's like, Yep, totally get it. Yep, it sucks, doesn't it? And starting to uh, empathize with him that I am constantly going through this every single day. And yet I have you know six products on the market and I was able to overcome that. So I think part of it is one, just empathizing that, look, you're not alone. It's not like, hey, like it sucks, doesn't it? You know, good luck. For starters, we're in this together. You're pitching your products. Us as coaches are pitching products. We get it. And it's, it's hard. It's really, really difficult. But what's so great about us being in the game is we have these tactics. We have these more advanced, you know, uh, uh, tips and tricks and conversations we can give of uh, one of our own experience and tips that we have at InventRight. Pitching is difficult and it's so incredibly easy to be discouraged. So when we had a conversation, Angel and I, about gatekeepers, uh, one, I can heavily relate, uh, but two, I've got lots of tactics on how to go through those gatekeepers or go around those gatekeepers or try a different method. And as soon as he, you know, he started writing all these down, yep, got it, okay, I'll try them, you know, set a goal for next week. And it was like smooth sailing from then because he took them, he embodied them, and then he tried them. And then, of course, is, is a big part of what you're doing is just saying, hey, what you experience is normal. Keep pushing and let's try a few different things and we're going to get in. And it, I mean, is that something you just say to our students over and over? And, you know, yes, but you're not just absolutely. saying, hey, it's normal and you're done. OK, bye. You're like you're helping no. out and helping them through yes. it. 
it's a trial and error for sure. Business is a gamble in general. And so being able to try different tactics it may work for one student. It may work for one company. So it's not, you know, a couple of different tactics. We have a wide, you know, variety of different things, whether it's LinkedIn or, uh, you know, Facebook Messenger we're using for companies, or if it's all the different types of uh, tips within LinkedIn or within each tactic or getting around the gatekeeper, that's where it comes in. So I love to say to my students, as well as for Angel, that it's not just the amount of no's. It's not just the amount of uh, uh, product ideas you're going through or the amount of companies, you know, you're outreaching to, but uh, it's also the amount of different tactics and ways you get in to each company. And that is the difference between an inventor and a professional inventor. And of course, Angel is starting to get there. I think sticking with the student until they get a no from everybody. And sometimes you have 30 companies and five just aren't responding at all. And after eight outreaches, lots of different ways, you're like, okay, that's a no. But most people would quit a lot sooner than with a coach twisting their arm, encouraging them, giving a little kick in the butt, whatever it takes, and just weekly. And and that's a big part of what you do as a coach, I'm assuming. Yes, uh, definitely true. There's a lot of uh, resilience uh, and uh, patience, perseverance, grit, tenacity, all those soft skills that are maybe a little bit difficult to uh, go through or acquire, or maybe you have it and then a company says they don't like your concept and you feel like I'm, I'm done, like I'm, I'm moving on from this concept and coming to the coaching call and yeah. being able to express that vulnerability is the difference between, of course, giving up and getting more movement and getting a deal. And, of course, that's what but so it, far Angel has done. None, none of the stuff that Courtney gave you to do is rocket science. I mean, once you know this and it becomes familiar, do you feel like you can just keep doing this the rest of your life? I mean. Yes. Yes, I do. I mean, the knowledge she uh, she gave me is very valuable. And uh, I can definitely see myself using it many times over with a variety of different products and different ways to uh, contact and call companies. Now, you're at a point right now. So now we put you on with our negotiation coach, Paul, or if you yes. haven't talked to him, talk, yeah. and now he's guiding you through what to say on the next phone call, what to say back to emails and stuff. Your coach is still there, but Paul's guiding you through that. Do you have anything mm-hmm. to say about how that goes with Paul? Like, what is he telling you to do? He is very useful. He, uh, he took a deep dive into the contract I got. And he was very descriptive about like each different section. And anytime I had a question when it came to like royalty rates and how it's structured, he was just on top of it. And he uh, he's helping me a lot right now with uh, the negotiation process. And yeah, I'm not sure if I could do this by myself without like some it's, type of help. It's hard. That part's hard. There's like a there's a flow. Like you might it might be appropriate to say something, but when do you say that? When do you say this? When do you say that? And Paul's going to mm-hmm. help you with that flow. Like he might tell you to, well, let's get back to him with these three things. Let's let's reserve these other things. Let's get that done first, and then let's hit him up with this. And because he does so many deals, helping our students all the time, he the, the flow becomes very familiar. But you know, even an inventor, they close a deal, but they just do one a year. You know, you start you forget that flow. Um, but mm-hmm. we want to empower you with that experience. So you're the one talking to the company. Paul's telling you what to say. You're the one sending the email. Paul's saying, oh, send this back to them, but you're writing it. So we want you to experience and feel it so that at some point you can say, I don't need you guys anymore. If I get them over my head, I'll call you, but I can, I can do these <laughs> deals myself the next time. You're probably not there yet since you no, haven't done yet. it, but, but we want to get you there and we want all our students to get there. So, 
I'm hoping to get there. Uh, so I, I'm so grateful for all the help that he's helped me throughout this process so far. And um, the knowledge is is amazing. Well, well thank you guys. I, I wanted to invite one. We're going to do a bunch more of these. We're going to have a coach on, a student on, and you can hear them talk about the process. A lot of people are like, I don't know what coaching is. I don't know the things I'm going to come across. So Angel, thank you for sharing your experience. That's tremendously useful. I think it'll be encouraging for a lot of other folks. And Courtney, thank you for explaining things, you know, and how, how you're helping, how you helped Angel and how you help others. And um, I just really appreciate you guys coming on. We're going to do a bunch more of these guys um, because so many people have told us, like, what does that mean, coaching? Well, you just heard a little bit of it. And the more of these you watch, you're like, I start, I'm going to start to get it. And even if you don't want to have a coach, you can learn about some of the problems that come up and like, oh, that's a good tip or that's a great tip or that's a good mindset. So regardless, hopefully you guys find these videos helpful. So uh, thank you, Angel. Thank you, Courtney. Take care, everybody. Keep inventing and we'll catch up with you next time. Bye.